Dude, we don't care who listening and who not listening. What's up? Welcome to another episode of the Pacers Pod. I'm recording this right before the Pelicans Pacers Monday night game. Uh, tip off, I believe, is well, the game I think starts at eight, so um, I'm going right whenever they start, but I'm not really going to be following the game. I'm just recording the podcast, so but I don't know what's going on during that game, even though it will have happened by the time I record. Um, but anyways, what's going on? I'm doing good. Hope everybody listening is, uh, it was pretty good Monday. Pretty solid, you know, been working at, working hard and, uh, things are paying off. So, um, hope everybody's doing well because it's not as much fun being a Pacers fan right now. Just gotta be honest. (laughs) kind of boring but uh you know I guess you got to stick through it right (laughs) I don't think it would be very cool to just bolt but uh I did have to watch some other basketball so yesterday I watched Boston and OKC and that was a great game I was like damn that's a fun game to watch a lot of star players Westbrook Paul George I really like OKC's team, even though Boston got the win. And Boston looked really good. Kyrie Irving. Um, they got a lot of good players. But, uh, you know, it was just I had to watch something else besides the Pacers because these last oof, this last week of games has been tough to watch. Um, I know I fell asleep in the third quarter of two of the games. <laughs> like... I think that's the first time that's happened this year. And it happened two day, two two games in a row. It might have been the, that back-to-back, you know. <laughs> I was a little too tired for that. Um, let's see, but... Uh, what Where do I want to go from here? Uh, the Pacers, you know, it's been a little boring. Uh, but they did finally get a win. First win since Oladipo went down with his injury, which I will touch on during since the last time I spoke that Oladipo's injury, you know, he did have surgery on it. They say it was successful. They expect a full recovery. So that's good news. Uh, That's uh, something we can we can take that as a as a win. Uh, Now he just has to, you know, do the work and get back into shape. And let that thing heal while he's doing it. Um, so that's good. The Pacers had a game against the Warriors. I think that was Monday night last week. And, you know, they looked okay after that. So they played Memphis first. The first game that without Oladipo was against Memphis. And it was a stinker. But they then they lost. But it was only by three on the road to Memphis. And then they went out against Golden State, and I thought they played okay. Um, 
you know, the game was never in question. Golden State could just kill the Pacers whenever they want. And Golden State, I think their defense was kind of lackadaisical, allowing the Pacers to get pretty good looks, and they were at home, so they made some shots. Um, but, you know, that and, and that's fine. It's not like we would expect the Pacers to be able to compete with Golden State. Um, but that was one of those games, too, where you're like, oh, my gosh, watching watching the best players in the world uh, is just so much fun. Seeing guys like Steph, KD, and Clay and Boogie, like, woof. You know, you take it, you die for any one of those guys on the Pacers right now. Any one of them. And, uh, anyways, I was, oh, oh, um, I had this thing about Steph Curry that I thought was pretty cool. So there's, I mentioned this before, but there's a website called, it's the Players Tribune. It's where the athletes write the, like the articles and stuff about themselves or just, I don't know, so it's different types of media, but I read like this letter that Steph Curry wrote and it was talking about how he was uh, like so under recruited and how like, so he ended up going to Davidson, which nobody had ever heard of until he took him to the Elite Eight that one year in the NCAA tournament. It was so crazy, too, that whole tournament. I remember that. I, I was like, this guy is insane. Um, but so before that, in high school, he he got a he only had one Division I school visit him, and it was Virginia Tech, or I think it was Virginia Tech. So a school like that, not a powerhouse. Uh, but in anyways, all they did was they offered him a, a walk-on position. And so, you know, he must, Davidson must have been about the, the biggest program that he could get into. Um, and obviously he was amazing. And so it's the whole thing was him talking about haters and being underrated. And um, so he started this thing that's pretty cool. He started this underrated tour. So he was saying how, like, there's all these camps and stuff for in AAU and high school and stuff now where all the top prospects go to and they're usually like four and five star recruits are the only ones that get invited to these tournaments and so Steph was saying like he's creating a tournament for guys like him like underrated guys in high school that maybe aren't getting in because or they're not getting that four or five star label because of their size or um, you know, wh th whatever, for whatever reason. So, cause he's like, you know, I'm making a tournament that I could have got into cause he, he's, cause he, that's all he was. He, he, that's, he was like a three-star recruit. But, uh, anyways, I thought that was kind of cool and it's a pretty cool tournament. I'd like to check it out. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. Um, so cool. Cool thing with Steph. Um, Let's see. I let's see. I took some notes here. Post game comments from coach. This is after the Warriors game. Um, oh, he talks about going to play, and this is something that we have seen a little bit more of is um, Edmund Sumner and Aaron Holiday and TJ Lee for that matter getting more run, and that's because with Tyreek now in the starting lineup. Uh, no, that's not the reason. He started uh, Sumner right off the bat against the Warriors. That's right. He started Sumner. This was 
Uh, Sumner's got his first NBA start against the Warriors. Um, anyways, he was just saying that they're going to get more playing time. And one of the things he said, he said, I didn't see any quit in my team. And I thought that was true. I thought that the same thing. Like, the Pacers were obviously outmatched, but they at least kept, you know, going at Golden State. And, um, oh, it was uh, Sumner. So this was his first start. And it was funny watching him talk about getting the first start. Like, uh, he couldn't help but smile during when he was mentioning, like, yeah, he's a coach. Coach said it might happen, but I didn't know for sure. Then when I got here tonight, like, as he was saying that, he starts smiling. He's like, yeah, you know, I realized I got the start. It was cool. It's like, yeah, that would be, like, just he's getting to um, live out his dream. Like, he gets to start in an NBA game. It's got to be quite a rush. Um, so that was cool to see from Edmund Sumner. And, um, you know, so far, he's he's been okay, I would say. Um He's still borderline, like, I don't know if he's actually going to be a player, like a someone who can be a role player on this team. Like, I don't know if he's guaranteed to be, have much of a career. Um, he shows flashes of it, for sure. He's got definitely good athleticism, uh, good defensive pressure, and, you know, he has a good attitude about him. He needs to work on that three-pointer, though, for sure, because he, he hasn't really shown it, at least since he's been called up. I know he was doing really well in Fort Wayne. Um, I don't know stats, but um, yeah. Um, then, oh, there was a little bit like also caught after the, after this Warriors game. So now this is the if the context of this now would be, you know, the Pacers had lost to Oladipo, then they lost to Memphis, and then they just lost to um, Golden State, and then Aaron Holiday after getting some more run. In his post-game interview, he mentioned that, you know, the Pacers are looking to go after this four-game sweep, which they went on a road trip, which was Wizards, Magic, Heat, and then tonight against the Pelicans. And when you look at it, it's like, yeah, those are definitely four winnable games. Those are four games that Pacers should should win. Um, but, you know, what we know now is that the Pacers looked horrible against Washington and horrible against the Magic, and then, like, they lost both of those games. And so it was sucky and they were boring games and, but all teams looked bad. Um, and then, you know, the Pacers just looked out of sync. They looked like a team that uh, didn't really know what they were trying to do. Um, and they're trying to just find their mojo again. It would be hard for sure. But, you know, just watching it from the couch, it's like, they, there's just not that same energy. There's just not that, and I don't think it's, it's like, yeah, obviously the play of Oladipo, but I think maybe it's more just like his presence. <laughs> Talk about being an Oladipo lover. Yeah, it's his presence. The team, it's like, they just, they need him, they feed off of his energy, and especially, like, this is, it's just, there hasn't been nothing to really just be even somewhat excited about. Like, the young guys are getting more run, but they're not looking super impressive. They're looking okay, like, they're, they're showing signs, which is what you need. But, um, you know, 
it just would have been nice to, and it's not too late, but like to see Sabonis step up. He's actually having like the worst stretch of his, this whole season is right now. And same thing with Turner. He's just kind of like, I think he even took like a step back. Like those guys were actually having elevated impact during the game with Oladipo out there. Without him, they're um, kind of shrinking back rather than moving forward as players. It's like, shit. <laughs> I was that was what I was hoping would happen. Without Oladipo, I was hoping that Turner and Sabonis would, you know, both be getting like 15 shots a game. Um, both be averaging almost adult like 20 and 10 each like let's just pound it inside and you know start to establish that kind of an identity I don't know see if it would work but this it's just this mix now of well it's like it's Thad's team and it's Bogey gets to be the number one shot maker and taker and it's like I get it because Bogey's our best shooter he's I mean right now he's the best score that the Pacers have I would say I mean definitely has the best shot um but I don't know I guess it's just I lost my train of thought I, I guess it's just you know I was hoping Turner and Sabonis would would step up more and they haven't and whatever it's still pretty early on but uh, Turner did have a good scoring game against the Magic. He got up to 27. And, oh, yeah. Um, and it's like, what's up with Sabonis? You know, where's he at? How's he, how's he slumping like this? And then their most recent game the Pacers had was against the Heat. And this was a road game. Pacers won. So, monkey off our back. Uh, they finally got a win without Vic, and unfortunately, there was, it was much the same. I mean, the Pacers looked good on defense, I would suppose, but man, offensively, they just looked out of sync again, and Bogey did look good because he just sank. He made everything he took. I think he shot, he ended up with 31 points against Miami. I think he was like 13 of 16 from the field, you know? So he just made everything that he took. And the score was 95 to 88. And just for some context there, like it was an ugly game. The fourth quarter score, 11 to 11. Like that's how the game ended. It was just kind of like somebody has to win and the Pacers won. Um, so it's a win I just like, great, we got to win, but I don't feel any better really about what's going on, at least from what we've seen on the court so far. Um, now, obviously, that's what makes this Pelicans game interesting. How do we bounce back off of this win? Um, can we get some confidence? You know, and go from there. The Pacers have fallen. You know, we, we had been in third place in the East for quite some time now. And now we're down to fifth, which, you know, that's probably where we're going to end up staying if we can if we can figure out some sort of an identity as a team and start to um, start to click and and get some start playing some better basketball we'll win some games and I think we can hold on to the fifth seed which unfortunately means um, we'll have to play the fourth seed in the first round 
And that's either going to be, you know, Milwaukee, Philly, Boston, or Milwaukee, oh, Toronto. It's like, oh, I don't like our chances against any of those teams in the first round. But, eh, it is what it is. And it's going to be hard, hard to imagine the Pacers um, climbing out of the fifth seed and getting back into, like, the third seed again. Unless some of the teams ahead of us have some serious falling off. But, um, so yeah, that's kind of probably where we'll be. And the bad thing would be if we never find our footing and we keep this same roster, we don't make any moves, and we end up like falling into the sixth or seventh or eighth seed of the playoffs. Because um, that would mean that we would have just lost basically all of our games the second half of the season. You know, life without Vic. So that's the worst case scenario for, for the Pacers this year. Um, the way that they've been playing seems like that's probably the way it would go, but I just can't imagine that, the, that they don't figure it out and um, find some swag again. They got good players. They just need to, you know, Keep working, I guess. I don't know. I think it would be good to make a roster move to shake things up a bit. Um, just one, probably. Don't get rid of all the vets. Just maybe get rid of Darren Collison. Well, I don't know. He's been getting like 20 a night, but... Yeah, I guess I'd rather see Darren. He'd probably be the one I'd want to see go more so than Thad or Bogdanovich. So, anyways, so that's kind of life without Vic. It's, you know, just kind of boring. And but it can be it can be a lot better. And I'm, I think it's going to get better. You know, the guys seem a little tight out there. Maybe, you know, getting that win is going to make them loosen up a little bit and start to play more relaxed, right? Because they don't have much to lose. Like, it's okay if they get beat any night. It's like, okay, that makes sense. But um, they might as well play loose and have fun. I think that's what has been missing the most. It's like... And I could be blowing this out of proportion because I'm just I've just been bored with the games. That's the thing. They've just been sucky, sucky games to watch. Um, but it's the Pacers, so we stick it out. We watch it, and it's uh, it's good. But unimpressive. I was hoping that we'd have some more bright spots, like. Oh man, Aaron Holiday looks really good. Or, you know, man, this combination of Turner and Sabonis is awesome. Like, this is gonna be great to have when Vic comes back next year. Like, ooh, look, look what, look what uh, Sabonis can do. He can hit threes now. Let him, let him fly. What do you got to lose? Let's see if we can play Turner and Sabonis at the same time. Um, but then again, it's like you got Thad Young there and. If he's going to be on the team, he needs to probably, you know, be a power forward. But maybe you ask that to 
Be on the bench. Anyways. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you probably can't do that. This isn't 2K. Um, so that's, I guess that's kind of all the Pacer talk I have. It's unfortunately kind of sad, but I'm just going to keep watching them and hope to start seeing some, some things to be excited about, some things that we can, we can look at and kind of project outward, like project into next year and see what that would look like once we get Oladipo back and um, kind of get geared up for next year. But let's see these young guys, see what they can do. Um, that's basically it. Like, I just want to see these guys develop. And that seems to be what the Pacers are going to do. They've been playing the young guys a lot. And so at least they're giving them a chance. And they just need to figure it out. But, um, yeah, that's that's basically it for the Pacers. Um, so I've been doing this. I got this app on my phone. It's called Headspace or Mindspace. I don't remember. I think it's Mindspace, actually. But, uh, anyways, it just it's kind of like a meditate. Well, it is a meditation app but it's uh, kind of guided. So I've been doing it for about a month. Um, and one of the things that's I enjoy about it is at the end, um, you know, you, your screen, it tells you like, it logs how many minutes you've been. Um, so it's like, oh, you've meditated for 180 minutes and it keeps track of like your run streak. So if you do it two or three days in a row or four days in a row, you get to see Oh, it goes up and then you get like, it's just cool to see it's tracking your progress like automatically for you. Um, but also on that screen is it will take kind of like a, a quote from like the guided meditation that you just did. And it's usually something that I'll kind of be thinking about in my head already, but maybe I, it's not like on the tip of my tip of my head. But then when I get to see the quote again for a second time, it's like, oh yeah. This is, I like that. But uh, today I had a good one. And I um, know, sorry, this was my one. This was from yesterday. But anyway, I wanted to share it on the pod. So it says, focusing on other people's happiness might be the easiest way to find your own. Focusing on other people's happiness might be the easiest way to find your own. It's like, that's pretty hard to do. <laughs> Uh, man, I don't know, like, I try to do that for sure, but it's hard to not be so selfish. I don't know. Maybe it's just like, you know, to actually practice that and to think that like, oh, actually, whenever you are serving others and like, making things better for other people, that's actually what makes you the happiest rather than, you know, neglecting to do that types of, those types of things, but, and rather just serving yourself, like for what, and you pick whatever that is, maybe that's, um, you know, reading books or I don't know, 
writing stories. I don't know. I don't, and that doesn't, I don't even think that's, that's like not bad or anything, but, um, I don't know. It's just something cool that I like, I was think I like to, I like to think about that. I was liking to think about that today. <laughs> I said that weird. I was liking to think about that today, but, um, yeah. Focusing on other people's happiness might be the easiest way to find your own. So, but I'm also one of those suckers that like always tries to think of things like this, like, oh, what, what is going to make me happy? Like, it's, it's a good quality to have, but it's also kind of a bad quality to have sometimes. So, because you're kind of always, you know, trying to do something else, but okay. So that's, uh, I guess that's the Pacer, Pacer pod therapy and take that what you do with that with what you wish. I wonder how that makes you feel when you hear focusing on other people's happiness might be the easiest way to find your own. Hmm. I think that's true. I just wish that it was easier for me to want to do that. So post your comments on uh, Google <laughs> and see if anybody else thinks that way too. Um, that's it. That's a wrap. Let's see what the, I'm going to go watch the uh, tune into the Pelicans game. I don't know if AD's playing tonight. I hope he is because I want to see him play. Um, but this would be a good win if the Pacers can beat the Pelicans on the road, even without AD. Still a good win, and we'll check in later. Peace.